the Pro Fun of a Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Sanders, and you're listening to episode two of season three. Today's guest, a pro fun ever at heart, um, a guy with an amazing story, LaRue Mayer. Um, this episode is packed full of these awesome little nuggets of information, life lessons that um, was learned the hard way. <laughs> and if you listen to the episode, you'll understand exactly where I come from. And I wanted to say, you guys, thank you for the support. Um, episode one just uh, flew off the map. I thought it was going to be a little bit of a dip. We started because we took the break over December and all that. But you guys all listened and tuned in and listened to that podcast. So thank you guys for listening. Um, before I get into the episode, I just want to thank um, all of our sponsors. Um, BeFit. BeFit is the people that keep me fit and trained. Um, they, like, they're life-changing. They are coaches that are aimed for pro athletes that, that can help the everyday guy turn around his life and actually join in this fitness journey so if you want to get on a bfit program be it online or in person if you're based in pretoria or Gauteng, um just check the links in the show notes you can access and get to bfit um, just tell them kevin sent you and um, you'll be on your way to with your new fitness journey now to get into the episode um, can't wait to share this one with you guys it was really really an awesome one that i got chills listen um listening to LaRue's story. So without further ado, here's the podcast with LaRue Mayer. Okay, awesome. Huh? LaRue, welcome to episode two of the Pro Fun Ever podcast. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin. It's yeah, was, an honor. No, no, dude. Um, yeah, so I actually heard of heard of you through a mutual friend of ours, uh, Obiscuit. Um, he told me about you and your story, and I thought, cool, this is a guy that I want to talk to. I did, I like, he elaborated a little bit about you and whatever, but for the people that are listening, uh, Elevator Pitch, who is LaRue Mayer? I think uh, LaRue Mayer has uh, a bit of a backstory. My life has changed quite a bit in the last couple of years. Mm. I can give you two versions. The the LaRue Mayer that used to be and uh, the LaRue Mayer that is. So mm. the LaRue Mayer that used to be yeah. uh, is a athletic uh, sports enthusiast, rugby player, musician, uh, kiteboarder, snowboarder, skateboarder, wakeboarder, Actually, any board type yeah, of sports, board. <laughs> um, adventure biker, mm-hmm. motocross rider, uh, hunter, mm. everything actually that has to do with adventure. I was, I was not really doing anything uh, competitively, but I was doing everything for the fun of it. And um, then I had an accident in mm. 2020, November. So uh, I was paralyzed by the accident from my chest down. Sure, yeah. So it did change a couple of things for me. Mm-hmm. It didn't change my interest though. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you can't change that. I'm interested in motorbikes. I keep watching motocross. Mm. I keep watching adventure, adventure bike rides, outrides, the Dakar. Mm. I mean, all of those things are still priorities in my life i'm i'm chasing them still um yeah. i'm looking for ways i'm constantly finding ways how i can incorporate adventure into my life it's a bit more difficult nowadays because if i want to do something i have to yeah. basically invent it yeah <laughs> um so i'm currently a paraplegic hunter mm-hmm. i'm okay. a i'm a paraplegic cyclist i'm a paraplegic motorbike rider mm. um 
I I am also uh, as my as my business we we have a construction company that we flip houses in. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a, it's a company based in Pretoria, and um, it's part of what I studied. I studied construction management for a couple of years. Okay. Until um, they decided I wasn't interested enough, yeah. <laughs> so they kicked me to the curb. Um, yeah. So then, then we decided let's let's give them a finger and and just start a business. Exactly. And that was in 2014, mm-hmm. which we started a company. Uh, we did a couple of years of construction, and then in 2018, me and my brother decided let's go and flip houses full time. We 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 decided we need to be owners. Mm. to be able to make anything exactly yeah. so that's when we started a flipping business and we've been going for four years now uh, with the flipping business alone big bond properties mm-hmm. and we we try we try innovate we try new things all the time we we are trying the youtube type of thing documenting our life that type yeah, of thing yeah. I think it's maybe it's a bit more of an interesting story when you're in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> it changes things up a bit, it makes everything a little bit more difficult. Every site accessibility, mm. all of those things become like a bit of a challenge. Yeah. But I think uh, I think the adventure side of me helped with that because I can take on a challenge. I like a, ta- a challenge. Mm. I, I won't say that I I like yeah. this challenge as much. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. But, uh, but still. As long as I can continue. Mm-hmm. So the, in, a, in a nutshell, that is that is the rumor at the moment. And I think it's mm-hmm. constantly evolving. Yeah, but I think that's the key to keep hard to it. But now to, to backtrack on your story, you mentioned the, the adventurous side of you and all that. Now, before everything happened, Ned, what do you think sparked that adventure side in you? Because like for everyone, there's like the ignition point where you kind of fall in love with action sports and motorsports and adventure and stuff like that. What was your spark in that? Like where, where did that all start? That is a really easy story. Um, <laughs> at the start, Biscuit, who you know, is a adventure yeah. junkie. He does everything possible for uh, adventure-wise. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and he was my neighbor in Secunda. Yeah. So... He was a big part of of seeing everything, seeing motorbikes the whole time. See, mm. we, we did a lot of adventure, uh, BMXing, skateboarding, all of that. Um, then I also had another friend, Martin Brown, who had a go-kart. His grandfather built him a go-kart. Mm-hmm. And that was about at the age of 12 or so when I met him. Yeah. And I basically fell in love with this go-kart. So it was about a couple of months since I met him and he got a four-wheeler and when he got the four-wheeler he sold me the go-kart nice, and yeah. it was a it was a, a piece of crap it was literally four wheels it was driven on one wheel and yeah. the brakes on another wheel and steering on the front wheel <laughs> nice. so it was terrible but yeah. I mean it, it gave me freedom mm. I like felt uh, in Secunda we have uh, green strokes Mm. so it's, yeah. it's pieces of grass in between the neighborhoods mm-hmm. and it's like fields yeah and i felt i can explore there it's my adventure mm. i get on the go-kart yeah, yeah. going at a slow pace that. but yeah. <laughs> i mean i can just explore <laughs> and that was i think that was the start of my love for adventure and and i imagined even then i mm. imagined it was a four by four when i was in another country yeah 
I could I could see it. Yes, exactly. And I did that. A yeah. couple of years later, we we done Mozambique, Botswana. Uh, mm. We're still planning it to do a lot, but mm. I could imagine that back then even. Yeah, exactly. And to see it realized later is is amazing. And but, I still have a lot of dreams for those type of things. No, I think that's that's a perfect thing. You you elaborate perfect on both sides. Like okay, obviously, like biscuit is probably the root of of, of of all of us. Like the first thing I told him when I was on the bird bike and said, "Oh, dude, I need to shave off some time on my on my laptop." He's like, "No, don't worry, I'll get you jumping and scrubbing before." Like so, he yeah. always initiated yeah, that. So yeah. I can really see that part. And the adventure side, I think that is most kids. I think when you get a, your first thing experience of that freedom is getting a bicycle. Like you're on the yeah. bike, like oh no, I can what? No, I don't have to walk anywhere, and then. Yeah. Like having a motor to that that just adds the complexity to it and then you can just go from there so so you said it's like so your friends initial initialize that, that that sense of adventure in you and then you just built upon that yeah and we were we were always innovating mm. we were always we would we would take a bmx cut the fork off put a longer fork and make it a chopper <laughs> or we would yeah. take off the front wheel completely and then mm. you would ride it on the back wheel around the block. Yeah, that's that's what you're aiming for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yes, me and 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 biscuit, we did so many things. That initial go kart, we we made the the motor run a bit faster. Mm. And then I told him, listen, this thing's gonna flip because the yeah. steering is really dodgy. Yeah. So we welded a roll cage onto it. Yeah, it is. But we were too lazy to take off the seat. Mm. So the seat caught fire. And basically the whole car caught fire and we were just doing weird, crazy things, but mm. all in the sense of adventure. Exactly. We know we were, we were pushing the boundaries of whatever. If it's on a bicycle, mm. you want to go as fast as that bicycle can go. Yeah. If you're doing yeah. a jump, you want to like, jump yeah, as high as possible. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was also, it was the same time when, mm. when Jackass came out. Mm, 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 I mean, they were yeah. pushing the boundaries. Yeah, and exactly. that's the type of things that we were watching. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think that's like the, uh, the motivation that we like the watching thing like things like that and having the sense of adventure and stuff. And you guys being in Secunda, I mean, in the city, like we were all like a little bit more cautious and stuff, and like you had a certain time where you can come in. But having all those tools and that at your disposal, I mean, I remember me and my brother after watching a MotoGP race and then we seeing them like changing tires and stuff. We stop his bike and cool. We like do a whole pit stop thing. So I think that's a that's a sense of the era that we grow, grew up in is like be developing that sense of adventure because back then like playstations and computers and cell phones weren't the thing like we yeah. had to go and play outside like the, yes. we had the game called out the outdoors yes they were they were there my brother had a a, a ps2 with tony yeah. walks underground yeah but it just didn't Very catch on yeah. it didn't catch on we we actually we built a couple of things. We built a quarter pipe, yeah. which <laughs> we always carried out, and it was in the front of our yard. Yeah, yeah. So all the kids of the neighborhood would come to Come the quarter pipe. Yes, yes, yes. We had a couple of rails which were standing in the garden, and then we carry them out. Yeah. Then there's like 10 guys skateboarding. Awesome. Yeah. And in our time, skate- skateboarders were a bit dodgy. Mm. So my parents weren't yeah. the, the biggest fans of this train. Yes, yes. But I mean, that's mm. that's what we wanted to do. We wanted exactly. it had to be something dangerous. Mm. It had to be. We we were jumping two meters high in the street, yeah. landing in the street yeah. with your <laughs> knees. I mean, my knees were fine yeah. till the accident. I mean, but 
through all the punishment you wouldn't you wouldn't yeah, think it exactly yeah. i think i think we were just both different that's the thing yeah <laughs> but now now going on from that like that childhood sense of adventure and that and then obviously that led you into the whole adventure riding and developing that further so what other stuff did you took on later on obviously now your accident if you want to elaborate on like what happened through that and like how did that all like what was the chain of events that led up to you your accident in that sense yeah, uh, well, if I can give you a bit of background to why I got into adventure riding. I, I had a, since I came out of school, I bought myself a motocross bike and I've been trading them the whole time. I buy one, ride it for a couple of months and buy another one. Um, I did that and then my father invited me to ride the Argus with him, okay. the, the cycling race. Mm-hmm. So he did that two years in a row or three years in a row and two of the years there were problems the one time there was a fire the other time it was hectic wind so they both times they made the route shorter the third time we did the full track Mm. and i had a terrible time (laughs) i was riding a a part next to the sea and it was a terrible incline on the august and my legs were cramping and i was thinking why am i doing this and so I was looking around and I thought, okay, it's an amazing view. That's mm. probably why I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but then I saw the camera guy yeah. on my right on a motorcycle. And I thought, he's seeing exactly what I'm seeing. Yeah. And he's doing no effort. And he yeah. can see this 10 times in a day and he won't get tired. Yeah, exactly. I literally went mm. home that week, came back from Cape Town, and mm. I bought my first GS. Mm. A GS 1200. And I think a GS 1200, the whole thing behind it, GS adventure. Mm. It's, it's adventure, right? Yeah, that's it's exactly. To, it's to go see places. Mm. It gives you a passport, basically, to go see places. You will never get in your car and drive to Artepiespoort to drink a coffee on, mm. in the morning yeah. on a Sunday <laughs> exactly. or go to Cullen. You will never yeah. do that. Mm. On a motorcycle, you do that yeah. every Saturday. Exactly. Um. So that ignited a passion for adventure riding. Um, from there, we went a couple of places. We did Botswana twice, from bottom to the top, all mm. the way through. We did a trip through Cape Town, through the Northern Cape. Sure. Uh, we've been so many places, hundreds of kilometers on the on the adventure bikes. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, uh, when I came back from my second Botswana trip, I thought I had a couple of close calls on the GS and I mm. gave it a couple of hard knocks. Yeah. So I thought it's time to let it go. Mm. And then I bought a KTM 990. Oh. And KTMs are a bit, you know, it's a bit more yeah. of a racing bike. Yeah, it's a lot more aggression uh, yes, on that bike. Yes, yeah. yes, it's not, It's not your classic laid-back tourer. Mm-hmm. I had that for a couple of months. Then I bought a 1190 Adventure. Yeah. And during the lockdown period, I bought and sold three of them. Mm. And uh, the bike that I fell with was the 1190 Adventure. I actually had it sold already. Mm-hmm. So this was our last trip. My my one friend, we were three guys going to, they took the bikes on a trailer to Naisna or to George, mm-hmm. uh, to Biscuit's house. Yes. And then we would fly there and we would drive all the way back because it's really boring driving, boring driving there. Yeah. You know, anyone <laughs> on the motorcycle is yeah, terrible. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we thought we'll, we'll just go there and then we'll have a scenic route all the way back to, Perfect, to Pretoria, yeah. Yeah. to Gauteng. Um, yeah, so we went there day one. We drove from Biscuit's house in George, drove the road to Naisna, you know, checking the bike, I had a new tire, 
popping wheelies, checking that the you know that the that gel comes off. Yeah, you know, everything. <laughs> nice. we, we, yeah. We're making sure that it's proper. Yeah, that it that it's suitable. And uh, as we we came to a road, they call it the Coast to Karoo Road. Mm-hmm. It's the road between Naisna and Uniondale. It's a it's like a, what do you call a vote? Woods. Like yeah, wood it's, 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 yeah, it's a wood section. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. I've, mm-hmm. I've ridden it twice. It's a beautiful piece of road. And we were, it's so beautiful, you can't get riding because everyone's yeah. stopping the whole it's time to take a photo or a picture or a video. Yeah. And we were constantly doing that. And so one would ride out to the front, get out the camera, and the rest would yeah. sweep by, you know. Exactly, yeah. give, give like a drift on around the corner or whatever. Then the last thing I can remember, we we stopped at a corner and I told him, listen, we have to like do 300 k's. We can't keep stopping the whole time. Yeah, exactly, so yeah. we'll stop in Uniondale, the mm, next stop. Mm. And we set off there. And the next thing I can remember is mm. I woke up lying uh, with my back on the, in the, in the like leaves, mm-hmm. looking at the treetops. Sure. It was it was a bit of a crazy moment, you know, mm. in and out of consciousness. Um, I thought I thought a lot about this, but I I, I thought they're not going to find me yet. Mm. There's no chance. And I just heard a motorcycle, and I thought, oh goodness, yeah, there, there's I'm going to be sleeping here tonight, mm. and I couldn't move. Mm-hmm. Um. So what what happened was. Uh, I wasn't concentrating. I, I was looking at the GPS or at mm. my phone or something, mm. and it was like a soft left-hand bend. I just went straight off. Yeah. Um, hit a couple of trees on the way down, and uh, yeah, so I fell. For some reason, my best friend, the guy that was riding with us, Martin, we said we were gonna meet in Uniondale. Mm. He just felt something was wrong. He stopped. He thought uh, he's gonna take another picture, and the one guy passed, and he's. No, this this isn't right. Uh, is Larue in front of me, or you know, yeah. he was hesitating about mm-hmm. the whole thing. Then he went back to where I took the last video, and then he thought, no, this couldn't be what. You know, if it's not in between, yeah, yeah, yeah where is there's it, no yeah. turnoffs. What mm. the hell? Then he drove slowly. He drove back, and he saw. He said, it's just like a. It looks like an animal track. There was mm. just a piece of the forest that was opened up a bit. Mm. And he looked down there and he saw the orange of my bike. And then he looked to the side and he saw the white of my boots. Mm. Then he came down there and uh, he came and spoke to me and I said, listen, Mm. I told him I can feel my feet, but if I tell you, describe, Mm. how does it feel to feel your feet? Yeah, you don't. I I thought, no, I can feel them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I couldn't. Mm. I was, I was twisted up just my legs were like this on mm. the side Shit. so my whole back was battered mm. but um you went then to get some signal and they had is a couple of strange things that happened that we can't really explain when he when he went up there there was an old lady like he said like 90 mm. in her 90s driving in a car yeah. and she said are you guys okay what he said, no, my friend is down here. He just fell. We just want to phone someone, phone the ambulance. Mm. But uh, she said, all right, is he all right? He said, no, he's just really uncomfortable. We're just going to move. We're just going to get him straight. She mm. said, don't move him. Mm-hmm. Don't move him. Whatever yeah. you do, don't move him. Don't let him fall asleep. 
and I, t- I told him just move me straight I'm really yeah. uncomfortable something's pinching mm. and we would have probably caused a lot of damage so he then went get got signal and uh, came back felt like an eternity but mm. came back I was in and out of consciousness the whole time sure. and it was really fast probably like 10 minutes mm. ambulance was there five six guys mm. and they were planning how to get me out because it's like a steep Sure. It's like the side of a cliff. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so they were like a couple of guys and then they would, three of them would climb up and then they would pass me on on the stretcher mm. and then the guys at the back would come around yes. and then pass me yeah. up again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think he, he knew at that stage this is this is serious. Mm, mm. He, he's known me for a long time. He told me on the way to the hospital he was crying in that mm. helmet. Because yes. he, he knew. Mm, mm. Um Luckily, my wife was also there. She she went to visit her sister while we were doing the trip, and she would have flown back on the Monday, and then we would be at the same time. Mm-hmm. So he phoned her to get there, and uh, I heard the whole story because I was I was out. Mm-hmm. I was in the hospital in Naisna, and uh, they did a quick CAT scan or something, and they told her, listen, his spine mm-hmm. is gone. Mm-hmm. But she just dropped outside the hospital. Yeah. Um, so it was a real traumatic event, really traumatic. Um, they took me to to George Hospital from there, George Medical Clinic, um, where they basically put me on, on morphine and so on for a week mm-hmm. to stabilize my lungs and everything, my heart, uh, to be able to operate. Then they operated me. Um, I have a, a back fusion from T10 to T1. So it's massive piece of yeah, yeah, steel like work in my back. Just holding everything up. Yeah, and there's there's basically you get two types of spinal cord injuries. You get a complete and incomplete. So incomplete mm-hmm. is when it's like it is, your spinal cord is bruised. Mm-hmm. Complete means it's seared. Yeah. So mine is seared with about a five centimeter gap. Shit. So it's properly beaten. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and together with that, I had a. I had a broken chest, chest bone, mm-hmm. broken collarbone, four broken ribs, Shit. and it was about four vertebrae in my back, back that's broken. That's so, right. mm. considering all of that, the recovery and everything went really well. Mm. I was there for two weeks, one week after the operation, and then they flew me to Mealmet in Pretoria, where I was for five weeks. Yeah. But it was that whole COVID period. So mm. I, I left there while being in a chest, a chest plate. I couldn't really move because my back was still healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they couldn't teach me what, you know, Arbeitstherapy, uh, uh, what is that in English? Like rehab? rehab yeah, the, the, the rehab people, they actually need to teach you how to transfer to a toilet, mm. how to take a shower, how to transfer into a vehicle. How to transfer when you fall out of your chair. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. do any of those because I was still in the chest guard because my back still needed to heal. Yes. Yeah. So I just, uh, I got in a bit of a scuttle with the one doctor because he was keeping me there. I felt for no reason while it, was, it wasn't a good time to be in the hospital. Mm-hmm. My wife couldn't visit me. So it was really bad time. So I just said, I'm going home. Mm. Um, I'm struggling here. Yeah, I can struggle there. So I came home. We literally, the first week we bought another house and mm. one month after I came home, we started renovating the house for us because mm. the 
previous house had a lot of stairs bathroom sure, wasn't suitable yeah. all of those things mm-hmm. so then we start building this house that we are sitting in and we did that for about two months so it was thrown into the deep paint and uh, see if you come up yes and it i think yeah. it's worked in in a, in a good way it was tough but yeah. i think it was a, a good way of doing it Yes, dude, dude, I'm sitting here getting chills as you tell the story, and uh, like, just just to, just to think of the stuff that you went through in that period. But uh, it's it, it's it might sound bad, but like when it when it decided to go bad, it went good because like you at the moment you're here sitting across from me, mm. and I mean like just from what I've seen already, like you've accomplished so much. I mean you've you've got a thriving business. You're still an adventure junkie. You're innovating as you come. Um, like I always say, there's, there's, I, I, I keep on forgetting this guy's name because I want to refer to him as well. There's a guy that in Nitro Circus, he also wanted to do a backflip on a dirt bike. And then he also crashed and, and, and he got paralyzed. And then they helped him to have a cage around him. And he was the first mm. paralyzed guy to do, a, it, yeah. you know, to do a, to do a backflip and everything. But I think it might sound horrible to say that, but we, we kind of need people like you in that position to innovate that space because like yes you would have done exactly the same thing in your own in your own sense and be able to innovate like that but now what if you like the the, the golf cart the wheelchair you showed me now that is going to change so many people's lives and you're going to do so much like you had to go through that traumatic experience because it prepared you for like now life no, i'm not saying life is going to be easy but like normal stuff that will bug me is like yeah that's like it's it's not is it normal stuff that bugs anyone else is like oh, but this is like easy for me so I think in a way it's prepared you for greatness and I always say people that have gone through like hectic stuff like that that your future is so much uh, you, you've got you've got something to provide to the world now you've got now more, more than more to tell a story you're inspired like I mean just hearing your story and seeing you like that inspires me to do more so I'm glad, grateful that guys like yourself have a platform and don't give up and don't sit in a room and like just be sorry for yourself the whole time and keep on living and making a construction company I mean like if, uh, seeing like the, and also like your side of being like I've, how many venues and houses have you been to like my place that's why I said to you when we said okay there's going to be load shedding um the upstairs so so my housemate's got the keys for the front door and everything and he was he's he's, he's not a gauteng at the moment so i couldn't uh, ask him to, so you had to go up the stairs so the house is not friendly for that if you go to a venue i was thinking while i was at the kalami nine hour and i was thinking at okay but how are people with a wheelchair going to get from this side of the pits to that side of the pits now just because i'm now i'm just going to interview you or have you on the podcast i'm like thinking no, but now you can go to a place and add that value where no one else is going to do that you can go to a place when you build a property you're like okay but remember this remember that mm. and it's it's an interesting perspective to have and it's bad that you had to go through that it's um, but i think with that experience like you have a said you've learned a lesson now um like that no one else had no one else can i can't go to a school i can't go to a youtube video and like someone can teach me that so having to go through the tough times yes it was hard but i think there's so much more in store that you can provide extra value in that sense i think that's very true um there's a quote that my wife normally refers to there's a person that said um you don't want the stroke, but you want the lesson from the stroke. Yeah. Um, and I think, in a sense, it has taught us so much. Um, and to to enjoy life more and enjoy the plain things, 
but it has also taught me um, just just a bit of grace and, and thinking about other people's perspective because it's it can be easy for me now to say whenever you tell me anything that has went wrong mm. I can top that yeah that's nothing yeah. I can top that but what I have realized is people are going through difficult things and mm. your most difficult thing that you have gone through determines what your limit is mm. if your worst thing that you have gone through is a breakup yeah. That breakup with your girlfriend can lead you to suicide. Mm. It's the worst that you have experienced. And I think I've learned a bit a bit of empathy. Um, I feel like I, I can understand. I can relate a bit more to people. Mm. And most people haven't gone through what I've gone through. Mm. But what I can say is I can understand that you're sad. I can even understand, I, I feel people who have been suicidal, who are suicidal, I don't speak it good in any way. Mm. But I can understand that someone feels that. I have the empathy f to understand that person is in a really difficult spot or is really sad. Mm. He, he, he's considering not living anymore. Yeah. And I have empathy for that. And, and I'm sad for that. That someone has to feel that. Mm. And the the really sad part is someone feels that because he has a tough day at work. Yeah. And you would think, listen, buddy, mm. you've got it, you've got it easy. Mm. It's not that bad. You can change it in an eye wink mm. because it's one or two decisions. You're not limited by anything. If you have a physical limitation, it's it's different. It's a bit different because there's no medical solution currently to my problem. Mm. I am a I am a fixer. I, I want to get solutions, but yeah. currently there is no solution. They they classify me as permanently disabled. Mm. That that's a medical term. Sure. Permanently disabled. When they did the operation, mm. they were not planning to open my back anytime again in my lifetime, sure. because they they don't know of any solutions. I don't believe in that. Um, mm. I I currently believe in three solutions. I'm currently speaking to a medical doctor who does clonings and we are talking about an operation that is done on two people that has been successful. Um, it's a very difficult and very uh, dangerous, well, it's not that dangerous because it depends on your, on your injury, mm. but they do a, a spinal cord transplant um, where they grow it outside of your body and plant it into your body. Sure. So mm. that's happening. People mm. don't know about it, but it's happening. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. spoken to doctors about it. We don't even know about it. Mm. And I tell them, listen, this is your field. It's not my field. Yeah, you yeah. should know about <laughs> you this. Should know. Yeah. But um, that is the one option. Mm. Second option is technology. Mm. Elon Musk is busy with a thing called Neuralink that is that is aimed at, at uh, giving paraplegic body function as well as the ability to control a, p a computer with your brain. Mm. That is that is the basic behind It's not really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it, a, that's, that's a short version. Yeah, no. <laughs> a short version. The other option is just uh, medical devices. Or the, mm. uh, then there's a fourth one, which is a miracle. Mm. 
the healing by some form of matter, whatever you believe in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard a lot of those stories, but um, I think there's a lot of technicalities to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was. It was this. It was that. There's and, always something. I yeah. mean, there's there's literally a piece of spinal cord missing, and mm. and I haven't heard a story with that just heals heals up yeah but i i think i think your your outlook on it being being a fixer and i i, I can literally write right to that as well like one of my positions at vox was um it's a solutions architect that was my job description so that's uh, kind of the thing to look for these solutions in it and you were saying about elon musk and Neuralink and that, that like these things are amazing and that's now one of the things that i can actually diverge on is like how like you've experienced the medical sense in south africa like how 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 is us our stuff compared to the U.S. stuff and that and innovation? Because we all know, like, I mean, I we used to go to a doctor and he had from the age that I was like six or whatever, four years old or whatever until like whatever age that he has always have the same remedies for everything. There's no innovation. Your, your typical house doctor. Yes, exactly that. He's he does his minimum requirements of reading up on stuff to be able to keep current, but he doesn't care. He sticks to his solutions, and then you get. Like outside of the realm, I'm not even sure if there is that that fields in South Africa or, or people in South Africa that actually research these kind of things. You always hear about the some profession, a professor in Sweden that's busy with this one day. But now from your experience, you said you've got this doctor that's, that's doing like cloning and transplant and that obviously you don't have a, a thing against all that. And, the, and that. So, so how do you think South Africa will adapt to those type of things? Or will you have to go to the US to be able to get a surgery like that? South Africa, believe it or not, I think that is because of regulations. Mm. South Africa is a lot easier than the US. Okay. And even more easy than that is Pakistan and India and so yeah. on. They <laughs> really, right. they do it. Mm. I'm speaking to guys currently sure. where they do, they call it a stimulator. What is, uh, there's a name for that. Mm. But what they do is they do a small, um, it's about the size of a smartwatch implant into your head mm-hmm. and then they do a, a small receiver in your back below your injury yeah so that then sends the signals, sends the signals so yeah. they literally it's a six, six weeks course which they give you um, therapy and so on mm. and they do the implant and they set up the implant according to your body yeah and then they try to teach people to walk again and i've seen it work yes that's um, insane Neurostimulator, something like yeah. that is the brand. Um, I'm speaking to a sales rep of, uh, he, he gives me constant feedback on the on, things that they the have. Things, yeah. Then um, on, on, on the South African medical climate, um, we have been leading edge on a lot of things. Mm. No, definitely. Yeah. Was it the first hot? Heart transplant? Heart transplant, yeah, yeah, that was, that was done, yeah, but that's also like how many years ago? <laughs> Still, mm. I no, think because yeah. of US regulation is really tough. Mm. There's a lot of US companies that operate from Thailand, mm. that operate from India because of regulations. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole US company that's situated that's, in India. Oh, okay. Yes, because of regulation. They can't do those operations in yeah. US. Because, uh, so I've, I've, I've extensively listened to the Joe Rogan podcast and that where he says about the stem cells, where yes. he took his mother to Panama yes. because he couldn't do it in the US and they like the, he goes there to get his shoulder fixed, his yes. shoulder fixed and his back fixed and whatever. So those things are happening. But my, my thing is, so you're saying in South Africa there's less regulations here or more? Less, less than, than the US, the US but, okay, but, but still, more than 
Yeah. Thailand and yeah. Panama and, and India. Places, there's yeah. a lot of Pakistan. There's a lot of spaces where mm. there's a lot of innovation happening mm-hmm. because they're not as limited. Okay. Um, the doctor that I'm speaking to, he he was he was uh, given the okay for an operation mm. on a person to do a spinal cord implant. That yeah. is that is something yeah, hectic. it hasn't <laughs> it hasn't happened in the world. Mm-mm-mm. So they gave him the okay to do it. Mm. Then he was busy with a, a university in Cape Town. I won't mention any names. Yeah. And um, they had a monkey that they were doing tests on. Mm-hmm. And he told them, I have the okay to do this operation on a person. Yeah. Um, we do have the monkey here. Yeah. I believe in this operation. Let's conduct the operation on the monkey. Mm-mm-mm. Everyone said, yes, let's do it. Yeah. He did it. He cut the monkey's uh, spinal cord. Yeah. They grew it. It takes about seven days to grow grow it in a tube outside his body. Mm-hmm. They planted it in. He says two days. Yeah. They couldn't catch the monkey. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Another two days, mm. he, was, he was taken into custody. Mm. Someone reported him. Animal uh, cruelty, yeah. this and that, taken all out of context. Mm. You know, he, he was trying just to do the right thing and, and get his processes in order and make sure, you know, yeah, rather yeah, than the, taking the, a person's human, life, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> taking his life into jeopardy, mm-hmm. uh, just try it out. But he, he was quite sure that this is not going to be a problem because yeah. he's done it on rats, then he's done it uh, on uh, bunnies or whatever and it's worked every time so he's just escalating the thing Mm. just to get the right steps in order exactly and he was sued he was he was in jail well Mm. he was locked up for two days yeah he had a lot of lawsuits Mm -hmm. no all the animal cruelty everyone would come after him yeah that was about in 2012 then he said no i'm Mm. not gonna do this anymore yeah they're they're giving me too much slack the 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 risk versus reward is not good enough. But then in 2018 or 2019, he mm-hmm. decided, he, he told me he got like a, a spark. Mm-hmm. And he, he just realized how this is going to work. Yeah. And he had a plan. And um, he's done two operations since. I'm still speaking to him. Mm. Um, an amazing guy. I heard, mm. I heard about him through stem cells. Yes. I thought when I came out of hospital... I'm not going to be one of those guys that when someone tells you something that says, yeah. I've heard about it, it's not going to work. Mm-mm-mm. I told myself I'm not going to do that. Yeah, keep an open mind to all so that. So my yeah. father told me, he found this thing on the internet about stem cells. There's a chance in my room. I said, you know what, I'm going to phone him. Mm. I phoned that guy. I told him, I've heard or my research shows that complete injuries uh, stem cells don't have an effect on a complete injury because if you have an injured spinal cord, mm. stem cells can help fix it. Yeah, can, can but replace. if it's seathered, yeah, then it can't it can't fix it. Mm. Um, so then I told that guy this about the stem cells. He told me, you know what, he's not going to lie to me, it's not going to work. But there's this guy that I must speak to. Mm. He's busy with this other operations. Yes, yes. It's a bit low-key because he's getting a lot of slack for it mm. when he's just trying to do some good. Yeah. Then I phoned another guy because another person told me she has this contact. It's a friend of hers that does stem cells with it. I phoned yeah. him. He said, 
No, no, no. I can't help you, but you must speak to this guy. This guy, yeah. Everyone referring to So that's to like literally in yeah. one week, two guys refer me to this guy, mm. and I told him just, just give me the number. Yeah. I phoned him. This guy is, it's a, um, it's a boor from the Freistadt from Bloemfontein. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He's, 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 he's actually he's a vet. Um, mm. I phoned him. He picked up the phone. He says, yes, I'm here in Silver Lakes. Do you want to meet up? Yes. I, I said, yes, my wife is a bikinetist. Yeah. She has a lot of questions for you about this thing. Mm. He says, yes, let's go get a coffee. Yeah. The same day. Insane. We had like a two-hour meeting with him. Mm. My wife told me, if you have the opportunity, do it. Mm. So, so you're and saying she has yeah. the medical background yeah, to, to give know. A, you know, she... She asked him in depth questions. I was sitting there not knowing what they're speaking about, like it's another language. Mm -hmm. But she had a lot of in depth questions about how do you do this? Why does this work? What is the reasons for it? And he gave solid answers. That's insane to think. Calmly. And, you know, Mm. we're like interrogating him Mm -hmm. while he's trying to do some good. That's again, these guys get demotivated and they say, no, Mm. you know, there's no solution. But he's pushing and pushing and pushing. He, He has three labs. He's like devoted his life's money towards this. So he yeah. also wants this to pay off and, yeah, and to know, work. To yeah, yeah. Something. <laughs> exactly. But I have a lot of hope. Mm. I constantly speak to him. Um, that's the other thing. I, I think I can learn a lot of people, but I can, I can maybe help solve this thing because I'm determined. Mm. Because if you get an operation, your, your limbs don't just start working. The mm. signal can send, but now I've been sitting for a year. Mm. Have you sat from here yeah. to Cape Town? <laughs> if you get out of the car, you're like... Oh. Yeah, exactly. You can't even straighten your legs just yeah. from sitting 12 hours. I've been sitting for a year. Yeah. Most people, the, the two guys who he's operated, the one was sitting for 12 years, mm-hmm. the other one was sitting for six. Sure. Yeah. So they can get activation. The signal is now sending, mm-hmm. but now the tendons and the muscles are yeah. so weakened, mm-hmm. it needs a tremendous amount of work. So he says... To get this to work, it's going to depend. Of, it's going to be dependent on you. Mm, yeah, and yeah. I said, like, yeah, let's I'm go. Ready. I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> mm, mm, I'm training every day, yeah. but every day is now is yeah. the upper body for me. Yeah. <laughs> You're skipping <laughs> like leg day every day. Else. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> so, but, but but again again to my point, I mean, I'm I'm saying like, this is this is so. Because we need people like you that don't accept an answer. Like, I mean, now, if you, I, I get frustrated with, with my family and, and, and it, because I tell them, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then there's always doubt and no, you can't do this because they were trained that normal, we are normal people. Normal people do normal things. We don't do extraordinary. That's your life. Your life is this. So don't expect anything more. But then we need those people that go into a thing of like, I can do this. Like, like, don't be, don't, like, I, I can't even, I told my girlfriend now we should, we should have the attitude of, around us of, of, of optim, optimism because so many people, yeah, I'm just a realist. I'm like, no, 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 you're a pessimist. You're actually limiting yourself by just your words. And uh, my mom, I, my mom used to <laughs> annoy her with this because she used to give us the Bible verse of saying, yeah, what you, what you say, like whatever you speak. And I said to her now, now I'm reminding you of that what you you taught me that as a kid like what i'm gonna speak and i'm i'm like conor mcgregor said it like you're the people that are tough are brave enough to speak what they want they, they and then and, and put in the work to pursue it 
they will get those things. And I'm just saying like, I can't limit myself. At the moment, it's gonna be either amazing journey or I'm gonna get something amazing and change some people. Like for you, you physically gonna change people's lives. If, if that if it works out, you be the person that stands up and be the example for so many other people um, in, in that sense. I mean, that that you need people like yourself in those fields to be able to like, okay, let's do this. Now, I'm not gonna take no for an answer. I'm gonna find an answer, even if it's my, I'm 80 years old and then I only find the answer you will be the person hopefully that changes <laughs> yeah well yeah hopefully by then you're running and running around yes. people in circles already. i think that what inspires me mm. is the rate of innovation the exactly. rate yeah. of innovation is doubling mm. if you think what happened between 1990 and 2000 yes the amount of new things that happened mm. then you think of the amount of things that happened in the next 10 years and then the next 10 years yeah they say the amount of content that was created, just mm. a stupid example, like in the 90s, yeah. is the same amount of content that gets created daily. Yeah. <laughs> in one day. <laughs> everyone's taking a video. Everyone. Yeah. So that is just a stupid example, but mm. that applies to a lot of things. If you think about cell phones, cell phones yeah. weren't there yeah. when we grew up. Exactly, yeah. I think... When I was in standard eight or so, that was about 2005, 2007. Mm. That's only when cell phones started becoming something. Yeah. And then it became mixed and this and that. Now you, I literally manage my whole house from my phone. Yeah, exactly. All my lights, my alarm system, my gates, mm. everything worked from my phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't something when we grew up. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, think about what vehicles can do, what cars can yeah. do. Um, innovation is constantly becoming more and becoming faster. Mm. So that inspires me to think there's hope. Yeah. If I didn't have that, yeah. I think I would have been depressed. Yes. Yeah. If I thought there wasn't hope, mm. this is where I am. And that's what they, that's what they say to you in rehab. Mm -hmm. You have psychologists speaking to you. They say, listen, you need to accept this. Yeah. Be okay with it. Mm. I say, listen, I'm fine with it for yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This but I'm not fine with it. Mm. I'm not fine with this shit wheelchair that you're giving to me and you say, this is what you need to have. Yeah. Once you get used to this after a year, we'll get you something better. I said, no, yeah. I want the best one right now mm -hmm. because that's what I see for myself. Mm. And if you don't have that, I'm going to look for that somewhere else. Yeah. That's and awesome. I want to do an extreme sport. Well, there's no bike. Well, mm. then we build a bike. Then we, yeah. <laughs> because someone else wants that as well. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's, there's so many options like that, which is a problem. Mm. Um, they couldn't, they couldn't teach me at the rear about to get in a bucket because there's no one in the wheelchair that rides a bucket. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well, then I'm going to teach the next guy because I'm yeah. going to ride a bucket. Mm. It's as easy as that. Yeah. Or we learn from it or we create it. Mm. If we can't learn from it, we create it. No, I like that because I was t uh, t talking to my girlfriend now, her grandfather, um, it was his 83rd, something something insane birthday. I think it was 83rd birthday. And I was thinking, like you mentioned about the technology, he's he's gone from where you had to physically like take a letter, give it to a person and they have to carry it and you have to write it by a candlelight to now we have AI writing ads or AI designing cars. Like the leaps of, of just that little bit of yes. that he's been on this planet is insane. And just think of like we're saying now also as well, the time of we've been here. Like if 
if you told me as a as a 16 year old hey, there's going to be a voice talking you from your phone you're going to ask your phone um, this or anything. that and anything anything and there's going to be a voice that replies to you and give you an answer or and even, and the answer that makes sense yeah yeah not just a rambling yeah. whatever and if you've seen um, what's that uh, boston dynamics robots yeah. and those things yeah like we but were all physical balance yeah. it has like Emotions and yeah, facial, facial expressions and all that. And so it makes sense to, to, to think that we can't predict the future anymore because of that innovation that quickly. We have guys that are crazy like Elon Musk that go and like, hey, cool, I don't want to just send a rocket to space. I'm going to land it and reuse that rocket to come back. Yes, so, and they said it couldn't be it done. It couldn't be done, yeah. And, and you know, he's not different from anyone. He, yeah, was, he was born yeah, he in was, Petora West. <laughs> yeah, he was in boy's eye. Mm. He was... In a family that was separated, he didn't yeah. grow up with a father. Yeah, he wasn't born in a rich family. He was actually, I think, there was a bit of poverty involved in in the start of his life. Yeah, I mean, he went to a good school and he yeah. was able to go study in America. That is, yeah. that is privilege. But um, how many other people are that like that? If exactly, if yeah. you could have went to study at Techies, yeah, you're privileged enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's open to all of us. Mm. And the fact that having not studied, he is, is, is another foresight of this. He's not looking at grades anymore. Mm. He's looking at skill. Yeah. If a person uh, wants to build rockets, um, they don't go by grade because someone maybe built a rocket car. Yeah. I've heard the story about that. Have you heard that guy, Joe Rogan, um, mm. that worked at... at Oh, yes. At the secret, secret lab. Yes, um, yes, 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 yes. Yes, that is a crazy story. We love that type of conspiracy. But, but, but I think that's that's exactly what you're saying. It, like we, We're getting to an age where information is no longer our limitation and, and, and people's mindset have been opened up by innovators in the field. We're saying it, it's not... Like I saw an interview where we're talking about Elon Musk where um, one of the guys, like these proper old school interviewer guys, like asking him like, okay, but what is you, what is, gives you the right to send rockets and whatever? And he's like, what, what did you study? And he said, well, here's got a physics background and he just likes reading and he's like the guy's so shocked like what you self-taught and you're sending people to space station you're sending satellites up and you were so and i think that we're living in that age where people are not no longer accepting uh like the limitations of that it's like okay i'm not limiting myself by this and it just goes out there and then like people's like okay cool but i'm gonna do this and we need people like yourself and you, like you know, not comparing you to elon musk in that sense but we need innovators that are not scared to go and say no and you willing to like if you don't want to test it on a monkey test it on me because i'll i'll be the person that, 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 that and wants I, I have to a that, bit uh, more inspiration than the monkey yeah, so i'll exactly. rather make it work i have a exactly. bit more on the line yeah. and it's it, there's some sad things you know i can't i can't run with my kid or pick my kid up if I have yeah. a kid one day. So I want to be able to find solutions for those type of things. Exactly. Um, yeah, there, there's, yes, there's so many things to, to think about and to consider and which drive me mm. um, and which, which pushes me. Um, I have a really supportive wife and family. Yeah. So that makes it a lot easier. It, it, it's quite easy to fall into a mm. sad track and a bit of a depression state but i mean there's only two options either mm. you're depressed yeah and and it's, i think that's terrible and you're sad the whole time yeah or you try to make it better mm. because it's quite bad already 
exactly and i think what what you you're saying and what i've like i constantly tell people is to fall in love with the journey because uh, if you if you just focus on finding happiness at the end then i think that'll that'll drive you mad because during the whole process of it it's gonna like you're gonna fight you're gonna be sad sad and then eventually if you achieve it then you're like what the hell's now so now you seem like the type of guy that's like you've embarked on this journey and your adventurous side that you've had from a kid is all combining into this 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 willingness to fix this problem and not accepting the no and i think it's a it's it's the perfect matchup of things of a guy that is able to change the things and not being limited by who I am or what I am or what my circumstances is and just, okay, cool. I have the support structure. I have my motivation. Now all I need to do is show up every day and just do it. And eventually that'll change. Eventually you'll wake up one day and it'll be on your calendar. It'll say, cool, today is a surgery. Today is this that's going to change my life. And today I'm not going to change my life, but I'm going to change my, my wife's life, my kid's life, my family's life and someone else's life that will now find inspiration in my story to go, cool. If he can do it, I can do it. And I can also do these things. And I also want to walk one day again. And I want to follow that journey. And you're going to like, that's what I'm saying. I, I, when when Biscuit told me about this guy, I said, "Okay, dude, don't elaborate anymore. I'm going to speak to this guy because I see that in, in like that greatness is going to happen. It's just the, the persistence thing. It's like um, my, uh, my 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 dad used to say, like some people are just too too stupid to realize when they when they just deplete it, they just go on and go on and go on and go on, and eventually they'll get what they what they got because that's just the thing. It's like the the mark. That's the, our life. Works. That's our it, life. Works. It just or anything. Happens. Yeah, that's you, that's why they say like." Like uh, cutting down trees is one of the most rewarding things. Like the more you chop and you chop and you chop and chop, and eventually the tree falls over. It's the same with life. You just have to wake up in the morning. Like you can, uh, uh, Kevin Hart has a, has a perfect quote about it. It's like the sun is going to be up in the morning. doesn't matter how you feel, whatever. You're going to go do another trip around the sun. And then for what? You're going to sit there and be at the same spot you were last time. Mm. Or you can wake up with the determination with a goal and just keep at it until you reach that goal. I mean, we have... If, if you think I'm, I'm always thinking about it like guys like Joe Rogan he's in his he's 55 now look where he is at and I'm, I'm 32 and I'm like if I I still have 20 years to get where he is like I, and if he I, only got there in the last 12 or so exactly and it's he, just persistence he has been doing hmm. fear factor yeah. TV shows his whole life Mm. random things he, he was driving a limousine yeah. and this and that so we're now at these the end of his well it's not the end of his book but it's yeah. the it's the part where he wins yeah 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 this is where, mean, this is not the success yeah, everyone sees it, it, because it, but but people mm. now say mm. shit my my podcast isn't yeah. isn't getting ten thousand views he gets one yeah. million views yeah well, I should give up. Exactly. Yeah. The and then people that, don't see it's almost at 2,000 episodes. Yes. <laughs> and, and at the start, it's, it's always like that. And with anything you do, you have to persist. And it's not fun. Yeah. Um, but I think a big problem that, that you have, and it was like what you, earlier, uh, what, what you mentioned earlier, I think a big problem is if you get caught in a rut and you think you, you, you're chasing this victory or you're chasing this this end goal mm. and you're sad in between and you're not enjoying life and you're pissed off or you're, you're irritated in this thing. If, you, if you're irritated three to five days in a row, 
you become mm. an irritated person. Mm. Then it's not a stage of your life anymore. Yeah. Then it's who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you have enough bad days or enough this or enough that, where you don't shake yourself out of it, that's who you become. Mm. And I've, yes, see, when I was in hospital, I, I had long thoughts about these things. Where I thought, yes, like, mm. I'm a bit of an asshole sometimes. <laughs> where I'm yeah. not a nice guy. Mm, mm. And then I thought, if I'm even gone, that's like the depressing thoughts. Yeah. If I'm even gone, would anyone miss me or would it be better because mm. I was a bit of an asshole sometimes. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. think of those things and then you think, yes, if I maybe yeah. had a rego, I would yeah. do differently. <laughs> did change a few things. The yeah. fact is, you have, every day you have a rego. You can think, mm. is there a better way for me to react? Is there a better way for me to communicate? Is there a better me for, a better way for me to be an example? Mm. You know, uh, I'm hopefully going to be a father one day. And I think everyone wants to leave a bit of a legacy. And that's how yeah. you do it. Mm. It's not by, it's not for me walking. Yeah. Yeah. Walking is not going to give me a legacy. It's mm. what I do every day for the people that know me. Yeah. No, true. They're going to remember Shit, and yeah. bring me up one day. Mm. That guy did this. My, my grandfather did this. He told me this every day. Mm. That's how you change lives. Exactly. exactly. I mean, I think the other things will come and go because maybe, maybe I can walk one day through an operation. Mm. Once that's settled, thousands of people are going to walk again. Yeah. I'm just going to be a number. Yeah. That's not going to give me mm. a legacy. Who so, were you? That's the mm. thing. It's not the guy who walked. Mm. He was this. He did yeah. this. He felt like this. He spoke like this. Mm. He taught me this. It's a lot more than just having accomplished one thing. Exactly. You know? and, and I think about it with every interaction with any, anybody that you, that you come through on a daily basis. I always say, I, I, I judge, judge, you know, cannot judge people, but I like rate people on how they treat people that they don't gain anything from. The waiter. Yeah, a waiter or the lady that's behind the counter at the, at the petrol garage. Or like just normal things. people. I mean, uh, like how you treat those people don't uh, shows the type of person that you that you are on a daily basis. Like that you're not you're not gaining that person is not a person of status or anything in this world. He doesn't owe you anything. So, but how you treat that person is like actual the person that you is uh, that you that you are and how you like go about. It. But I think what you said hit hit home hard now because I think yes, there is a sense a sense of legacy of what you do and what you accomplish, but. I think what you leave in uh, the people that surround you, those that's the legacy that you gain because that 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 echoes more than anything else. I mean, yeah. if, if I had um, these same thoughts of like, okay, this is now a few years ago and uh, I was super depressed and I had the same thought of if I died now, who would even come to my funeral? Like who, who would show up and like, just not for the free food or whatever that, that but like, who's going to show up and actually feel, fuck, we missed, we missed, missed this person. There's now something missing. And I think that's the goal of not leaving, leaving people like with something missing, but being, being a crucial part in that. And like, yes, okay. You know what? That guy did this. And that guy inspired me about this because I mean, there's a few people that are going to listen to this podcast and then your story that you've been through and just the person that you are like, that's now going to inspire other people. And that's now part of that thing of just 
that one interaction now having that having that butterfly effect you don't know what that next t- tomorrow you go and the, the speak to the car guard someone sees you treating him like trash and then like that interaction ripples effects to something later on but that's, if you that's a really th- funny thing sorry for interrupting no, you but while, while we're speaking about it i've i've learned yeah I have to be kind to these people because I need them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now look you look see, at yeah. someone. Yeah. When they come to a car, but if they drive away, you'll see it's just like not trying to look yeah. because they don't want to pay him. Yeah. If their car was bumped while they was away, yeah. they're going to be super nice because they need information. Oh, say mm. the battery is, battery is flat yeah. or their petrol runs out. Yeah. They're going to be super nice because they need a favor. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I'm constantly in need of favors because <laughs> then my wheelchair is on the back of the bike. So yeah. I need someone. I can't get around to get the wheelchair. Yeah. So I'm constantly, I've, I'm friends with all of them. I have their numbers on my phone because yeah. I need to phone them. Listen, I'm coming to the gym. Yeah. Just help exactly. me offload the wheelchair, please. Yeah. yeah. And I, I tip them because I really do appreciate them. Mm. And I think being nice alone is cheap. Mm. Put your money where your mouth is. Show yeah. me you appreciate me because yeah. they also, they're doing something for you. Mm. Um, waiters, car guards, uh, attendants at a, at a petrol station. Exactly. Those yeah. people are so valuable. And, you know, a stupid example is someone at a toll gate. Mm. Imagine yeah. that job. Yeah. Having that job. It's insane. And but, everyone just being like... Yeah irritated with you imagine uh, how draining that must be yeah everyone is just like oh there's another inconvenience like them like that, that, and, and the insane. price is expensive as yeah. if she can determine yeah, the, the price, price yeah like she put the morning she writes you know, up what the price it's, is it's, yeah. imagine what they have to put up with so if you can just change that person's day mm. i before my accident actually i was always i was really try i really tried to be tuned into to mm. what i'm thinking what am i doing yeah. and i told my wife that one day i really get irritated on the road say if i get to a roundabout first mm. and then that that the other guy Go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always that guy <laughs> so i told her mm. so i'm not in control in that situation mm. so what i'm going to do is i'm going to take control yeah and now i'm going to do that is if I'm there first or not? I'm gonna let that guy ride first, mm. drive first, because yeah. he'll go if you say go. Yeah. So now I can't be mad mm. because I want him to drive first. So mm, I'm yeah. taking control of that situation, and I think that's just a stupid example for a lot of things in life. Mm. What you firstly need to do is you need to realize what's going on in your head. Why are you angry? Yeah. Why are you sad? Like like you said. Is someone going to be at my funeral? A lot of people can think that and think, I need to commit suicide. Mm. Another guy can think that and think, yes, like, yeah. I need more time. Yeah. <laughs> I need to change this. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm on the wrong road. I need to change this. Mm. And that's my thought. I, I think someone on the wrong mindset could think that and, and it's their last thought. Mm. But... It's really sad, but I think you, you've not been through enough, my yeah. friend. It's not, <laughs> exactly, it's not yeah. bad enough. You mm. need to go through more. Stick it yeah, out. Get some, Stick it out. There's, mm. there's some life left. Um, and this, if you said to me two years back, this is going to be my situation, mm. I would have said, no, thank you. Yeah. I'll check out right now. Mm. 
And I had a I had a really good friend who passed away on a motorcycle, and it was tough. But I really do think about him. Oh, mm. I won't say every day. I will say once a week. Mm. I think about that guy, because it's not that he did something. It's not that he said something. Yeah. It's every time that I I saw him. Mm. It's every time that we spoke. He was different. He was a different person than the rest. He, he had a type of joy in him. And I knew his circumstances wasn't great. Mm. But he, he lived differently. And that makes the difference. It's not one act. It's not being able to, to do one miracle or being able to do a backflip on a bike. Yeah. It's not going to give you a legacy. There's yeah. a lot of people who can do it. Mm. And if you've done it, there's going to be a lot behind you. Yeah. Even if it's a new thing, there's mm. going to be a lot of people behind you. Exactly. Yeah. It's how you do things. It's how you how you live how daily. You can, yeah. How that, you conduct that, yourself. Yes. <laughs> now, and it's to, a difficult thing. Yes, uh, like to 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 uh, to sum it all up in in that one in one sense, and that before we it's like run out of battery. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you had to like give a give like your rules to live by, um, if someone like at the, at the end now is listening to it and you would say, okay, cool, you know what, I've been through all this. Here's my X amount of rules to live by. Uh, what would those What would those be? It's a really difficult one. I've watched a couple of uh, speeches of Matthew McConaughey. He's, he's really <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. He has really good speeches. But uh, I find inspiration from a lot of things. Um, I try to innovate. I mm. try to be valuable. I try to find where I can be valuable. Mm-hmm. I try to listen. Um, our family, the, the mayors, have a yeah. tendency of not listening and interrupting <laughs> and being loud and being... You know, we, we're mm. excitable and we're in mm. it and we motivate it and everything, yeah. but we struggle to listen. So I'm trying to be conscious of who I am and what I'm doing. Um, so, so I think I'm, a lot of people need a bit of waking up, a bit of shaking, you know, mm. get living. Yeah. I, I'm a bit on the opposite. I'm trying just to tone down and think, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? How can you do it better? How can, how can you make a better difference? I, I'm, I'm loud and fast and yeah. and all of big enough, all of those things. I'm yeah. enough of that outrageous side. Mm. Um, for me, it's toning everything down and and thinking a bit of the the impact that I have, the influence I have. The, I'm sure this wheelchair has done the opposite. <laughs> like. For some people, it will take you off your platform. It, it has given me a platform. Mm, mm, mm. I think maybe people rather listen to me knowing what I've been through. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I'm still learning every day, and I'm, I'll keep pushing. And uh, that that is like a, a hashtag that I that I keep saying, yeah. keep pushing, because I'm yeah. I have like this Apple Watch, and, and yeah. you can change the steps into pushes. Yeah, oh. they have like a wheelchair setting. Yes, 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 yes. So like my, it's just like become a thing. Keep yeah, pushing. Keep pushing. Yeah. And it's a, it's insane. a basic thing, but for mm. me, I have to keep pushing. Yeah, yeah. So insane, I think that, yeah. that that will be my motto if I have to end it up. Just keep yeah. pushing. The title of your book one day. Yeah. <laughs> keep pushing. Yeah. 
That's insane. No, but dude, um, thank you for taking the time. And also you have a busy schedule and you have your, your company that we haven't even started to elaborate on. We'll definitely have to redo another. We'll, no, do, another, redo. we'll do another one with my brother. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Then we can have both of you on, on the focus just on the property side. Yeah, but um, dude, like I said, I had chills through this podcast and it hasn't happened. Like a lot of people have interesting stories, but your story definitely has some, has some well, <laughs> almost legs to it. But, um, but it's... <laughs> It's got, it's got, it's got like you've, it's got substance to it. If it's a better way to say it, but um, and I really think you, you on the right track, doing the innovation like that's, and it's crazy. Like I, I always tell the people that I interact with, I have a certain draw to certain people, and for some reason you, you that type of person, and I think you have it, have it on that effect on a lot of people, and you at this point in time have the right attitude to affect those people in a positive scenario. I mean. if, if anyone listens to this and listen to what you've gone through and like how you still you keep pushing every day and just if there isn't a way just innovate the way and make it part of your journey to find it. a solution you're created if you can't if it's not there then why not you be that person to create it um, and it's and insane that's in now. every sense mm. it's in every sense of the word it's not just physical yeah. or business wise or whatever yeah if if you want your spouse to be a happy wife yeah Start being a happy husband. Yeah. Uh, be that guy. Mm. Um, I think that's applicable to a lot of a lot of avenues to life. Exactly. You can apply it anywhere. Like exactly, I was just just thinking now. Like if you want to be a better friend, then be you. Be that better friend. Like I will always say to people, be the change you want to see in the world. Yes. And I'm like that. Uh, if you live by that, then if you want to see uh, like your wife being treated better, be that guy that. That, that is there and if you want to inspire people then be that guy that inspires people so but yeah thanks again for your time I really appreciate it and I, yeah we definitely have to have another podcast with your with your brother and then we'll do we'll focus more on the social media on the YouTube I'll have it all linked in the bottom so people can go and check it out um, but then we'll do another episode on specifically focused on that but yeah again thanks for your time and I appreciate it thank you Kevin I appreciate it it's been an honor to be on your show no problem like I said guys what an awesome podcast what an awesome human um yeah like i had i had the best time with the he's such an awesome human and i really believe he's one of those dark guys that are going to innovate the space and he's going to be the the person that changes so many people's lives in the future but um thank you guys for listening to all the way to the end um you guys really make the make it worth the podcast but i see those numbers at the end when people are listening to the things and listening to the to the podcast it's really awesome so thank you guys for listening um if you want to subscribe and see all the new guests that's coming on um go to our instagram page it's just the pro the pro fun of a podcast um we're still on um the disruptive intent uh, facebook page if you want to go check us there um, go go hit us up there i'll keep on posting any if there's any new guests that'll be on there and if you like the podcast subscribe subscribe to the podcast follow the podcast rate the podcast um, and that's that's all i have thank you guys for listening and i'll see you guys in the next one